Hello, everyone, and welcome to Courtside in the ACC. My name is Preston Parker, and I'm joined by my co-host, intramural sports champion, goalkeeper, y'all, Will Gentile. I appreciate that. Shout out to Hakai, the 11-11 intramural NC State soccer champions. We won in PKs this week. Uh, faced some adversity, similarly to some of these teams in the ACC have faced early. Um, I don't think anybody's lights have gone out in their stadiums yet, right? No, um, no illegal players on the field? No illegal players on the field. No, no penalty no kicks crazy. In, in the basketball games. Yeah, I haven't seen no, any No film. PKs. Yeah, no PKs. I haven't seen that. You, you had you had to be there for you had that intramural sports championship, eleven v eleven soccer, it was crazy. Yeah, um, it was electric. And sh- yes, congratulations, Will. Congratulations, all the guys on that team. Uh, my my good friend Adam Hartley, shout out. Shout out. Myers, shout out. Shout James, out. shout out. Shout out. Yep, but. Those are just the guys that live with you. And Those so, are just the guys in yeah. in the comments. But everyone on that team, shout out to you. Y'all look great out there on oh, yeah, Tuesday night. Uh, but you know it meant a lot to me to be out there on Tuesday night because you know what else was happening Tuesday night. What was happening Tuesday night? The Heels were playing the on Tar Tuesday Heels night. The were playing on Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, at the same time. It was a and tough one. It was a very tough one. I feel like that was – let's just go straight into Carolina. Absolutely. All right. Um. Yeah, Carolina played two games since we last spoke with y'all. Uh, they played Brown and they played Ch- College of Charleston. Um, Brown was fine. Brown Brown was Brown was fine. I I was at that game and Brown's a tournament team. They they will probably come out of the Ivy League. Yeah, aren't they Ivy League school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and, an Ivy League school, and and Ivy League schools aren't bad. No, they they played yeah. well. Your typical mid major, they're going to shoot the ball. And yeah, and they also, were, they, I feel like they were hitting every shot, not just the threes, like. They were driving. They were cutting to the basket, and I, I feel like that has a lot to do with Carolina's defense. Yeah, I think that's true. I think uh, guard guard play for Carolina is good on the offensive end, playing good in transition. Um, big men are doing an okay job defending. Rebounding is rebounding looks about normal. Um, I mean, forty nine rebounds uh, against College of Charleston to their thirty six. Like that's honestly a lot for Charleston. Um, but 49 rebounds for any team is is pretty uh, pretty dominant. And I mean, Charleston shot 70% from the field. I'm not 100 sure what Brown shot. I think they actually I think Brown shot really well from three. They was, I don't have that stat. They were they were stroking it all over the court, and it was <clears throat> it was. I will be honest with you. When I was there, it was scary. I was like. Because I was at the Wofford game a couple years ago yeah. when Carolina was upset by Wofford, and I was like, this is exactly how it's feeling. It feels like every shot that this one guy throws up is going in, and that's just how this game is going to go, that they're going to beat us because one guy's hitting all of his shots. Yeah, and I, I was watching that game, and honestly, like, I mean, Brown, I felt like it the whole time. A lot of times when you get in – one of the reasons I just, like, I hate this non-conference stuff, honestly. Like, it's not my favorite time of the year. Um but you see teams like Brown, for example, that may never get a chance to play a big blue blood school like Carolina, and they're going to give them their best shot. Yeah. Um. And and that's just that's just how it works. And so yeah, they're going to be throwing up a lot of shots. They might not always be the highest percentage shots, but sometimes those shots go in. And that's just basketball. That's sports. It's an unwritten yeah. it's an unwritten story. Um. But I mean. Carolina's scoring is starting to look a little better. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. One good thing to come out of these two games is definitely Armando Baycott is 
he's yeah, showing he settled, that he's the he player that we expected him to be coming into this season. I mean, he had back-to-back double-doubles, uh, 22-10 and 10 versus Brown and 24-12 and 12 versus, versus Charleston. He didn't miss a shot for a while against Brown. Yeah. And, he, and Charleston. And Charleston. Yeah. he. I'm pretty sure he shot 80% from the field against... Against Charleston, he's 10 for 12. Against... I have Brown pulled up. He's 10 for 11. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he looks good. 20 and, for 23 is not a bad stat line from the field. No. And... But he he looked really good. Like we said in the first, I think it was the first episode. Yeah, he is one of the best bigs in the league in the country, not just in the right. ACC. Right, and he's going to show you why. And he put up twenty two points against Brown in just twenty seven minutes. So yeah, he and played. I think it was good. He played thirty six against Charleston, which oh. I like to see. I like to see those. I like. I just like to see guys who can who can last that long. Whether it's because of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like Garcia only played 19, so I think Gar- well, no, Garcia had zero fouls and Baycott had four, so who knows what Hubert it, was doing? It's I went back and watched the full Charleston game, and he kept them in in the first half because they were they were down. I think they were down double digits at one point, and if it wasn't for him just dominating the paint, that's what he's going to do against mid major schools. Like I'm sorry for all the mid majors that Carolina has on their schedule, but when you you have to face Armando Baycott. It's not going to be great for you. Right. Um, and so he was just dominating the paint, and it kept him in the game until long enough until RJ and Caleb and the guards could get going in the second half. And, yeah. And guard play is, like you said, looking good. They're getting to the rim. They're passing the ball. They're spacing the floor. And So I will say against Charleston, they Charleston forced 17 turnovers against us. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, our guards are still young. Leakey only had – he had two only. I mean, Baycott had three. So, really, all across the board, we gotta we gotta uh, we gotta value the ball more, value the possession. Carolina more. needs to value the basketball and get some defense. And I think that they're looking great out of the gate for yeah. They look Hubert good. Davis's first three games. I don't think you could ask for better outcomes than three wins. Right. I mean, I think I saw a stat that in Coach K's first three games he was one and two, but you can't compare that because that was like fifty years ago. Or yeah, whatever. it's not the same thing. <laughs> but. He's doing good for – he's doing what he needs to do in this winning games. Um, Speaking right. of Coach K. Yeah, you want to talk about Duke? Let's just go into Duke. There's obviously a big story out in the news about Duke this week. Uh, Creston, do you want to do you want to kind of give us your your thoughts, your reporting? Yeah. What did you see there? Uh, Basically Sunday night. Was it Sunday or Monday night? Uh, one of those two. It doesn't I think, matter. I think it was Sunday night. Sunday night, uh, news broke about uh, – Coach K's grandson, Michael Saverino, and Paolo Bancaro, who um, both were charged in the DWI case. Uh, it turned out that Bancaro was not charged with DWI because he was not behind the wheel, so he can't get the driving while impaired. Right. Um, but Saverino was. And uh, I think it was just crazy to me that Bancaro started against Gardner-Webb. Like, it just straight into it. It's a little surprising. But it was a pretty big news story yeah. on on like sports uh, on the sports front. It wasn't national um, per se. Um, it I think it would have been a lot worse if if Ben Ben Carroll was driving. If he was driving, it was his car, and they were coming from a party which was twenty five minutes away from campus. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of things that are sus yeah. about it. Like, I mean, he first of all, he was underage drinking. Like, there's no yeah. question about that. Um, like what? Like, I don't know. What is he doing? Yeah. At the end of the day, that, that that sort of stuff kind of fires me up a little bit because he's a guy who's going to go on, and he's going to play. He's going to be a top three pick, 
you don't need that. Like no, you don't. Uh, and you think about it, like you say, "What are you doing?" But at the same time, he's a college kid. College kids are going to be college kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think back to last year. This is what I think. Me and Will talked about this as soon as the news came out. You think about it last year. Everybody was basically crucifying right. Baycott and was it Dayron Sharp and some other guys that were at a party without masks. It might have been Caleb Love. Yeah, they were at a party without masks, and they I'm pretty sure like the whole national news was crucifying them for that and their irresponsibility. Right. And uh, I, we sort of saw a little bit of the same thing, but as Will said, it wasn't as much on a national level. Yeah, it didn't blow up as much as I would have thought it would. Yeah. Um, regardless, um, I don't even know what too much to say about Duke cause just because they, they just look very formidable. Yeah. Um, they look good. They look very good. Um, I think that they're a top five team in the country right now, no brainer. Yeah. I think – I have no idea. We'll see. I mean, they play Gonzaga coming up, and we'll talk about that later. So we'll see how they really stack up. Uh, but when, when I look at, like, the rosters and the production of Duke and a team like UCLA – I think Duke's just as good or better than them. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that surprised me, we talked about Trevor Keels last week, Wendell Moore. And yeah, you Wendell mentioned, Moore You mentioned is... him early in the podcast. I think right. It was like episode one, maybe, preseason. Yep. Um, But he had a triple-double against Army. He's a good-looking slasher. And he's getting to the rack. Yeah, that's, he's getting to the he hole. He looks really athletic. And he's rebounding at a very high level. And he might be that Swiss Army knife for Duke type thing. Um, yeah, I like him. He he doesn't shoot the three as well as like, I guess Ben Carab. Maybe not. He doesn't shoot the three well either. But neither does Wendell Moore. And it's like, who is going to shoot the three? We sort of talked about that last week. But they shot the threes thirty eight percent this week against I think, I think the three team that they you'll played. You'll see. You'll see Baker shoot some threes. Baker um, hit double figures. Yeah, I mean he's good basketball yeah, player. He's a good basketball player. He's a great basketball player. Um, and I think Keels Keels is going to hit him off the dribble. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is when you have you have multiple players who can score at different levels. Bancaro can score back to the basket and face up from the elbow. Wendell Moore, you give him the ball in the wing and you give him a good matchup, he's going to beat you. For, I don't think there's anybody that can keep up with his first step in the entire yeah. country. I think the only player who can um, was that guy for Baylor last year. Um, he's in the NBA now. Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell. That's the only guy who could have potentially yeah. kept up with him. Um, I don't. No one else in college basketball is quick enough. He's too explosive. He's gonna be. He could literally. I mean, if Duke didn't have Ben Caro and Keels, they could literally give him the ball in the wing and yeah. just let him be all right. drive every single time. Mm-hmm. And then you got Keels up top, um, handling the ball, and and he's also athletic too. He can get to the cup and he can also shoot threes. So for Duke, they've got all three levels of scoring. I think for them, it's gonna be. And we talked about this a million times. It's gonna be guard play. So who else is gonna be able to handle the ball for them when Keel's in foul trouble? And what's their defense look like? Because you're gonna get into situations, especially in the ACC, where you're playing teams who can score the ball just like you can and can manage the game just like you can, like Carolina and Syracuse, Florida State. How are they gonna defend those teams? That that I think will be the determining factor on where does K like what does K do in his last year? Yeah, and all that being said. Right now, the biggest thing out of Duke is definitely the DWI. I feel like, and yeah, I think I I think there's gonna be a question mark there. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I I could I could see nothing happening till after Gonzaga. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that if K had a say in it, which he does. I mean, he's a head coach, but he's not gonna do anything until Gonzaga. And he wants. I think everyone in the country wants Chet Holmgren 
This is how you say his last name, right? Right, right. And Paolo Bancaro going at it. Yeah, those are the the projected Man, one and two picks. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, you want to move down to Raleigh? Yeah, we'll we'll, st- we'll we'll go to Raleigh and uh, we'll talk about the Wolfpack sitting at three and one after a loss um, on Wednesday night to Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. who moves to four and one, um, a Big Twelve team. Big Twelve is a pretty good conference this year, um, and so when you look at that, Oklahoma State and NC State. You're looking at two teams, two programs who, for their conference, are going to be middle of their conference, knocking on the door to be in the top 25. So it's a good matchup. Um, State kept it really close, and I think there were a couple plays down the stretch. Did you watch the end of that game? I did. I did think there was. I think there were two or three plays down the stretch that I really was scratching my head at. Um, I think we kept with them. I didn't get to watch the middle part of the game, but we. I mean, we also had three guys, two guys foul out, and Casey had four. Now, we were fouling at the end of the game, but without Manny Bates, our bigs can't have foul trouble. Yeah. Can't. Um, do, actually, do. that's let me check that because I just looked all the way down on the stats. Three guys fouled out. Nope. Just kidding. I am dyslexic. Just kidding. I'm not actually. I'm not. That was. It sometimes feels like I am. I can't read. Uh, no, it's just two guys fouled out. Gibson, Jalen Gibson scored five. Shout out Jalen Gibson. Um, you were shout out Jalen Gibson, but we're gonna real quick. Let's talk about the bigs for state. Yeah, Gibson. He's, he plays four. Yeah, who? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So we got him, between him and Duwana. Do, do how do we say his du, name? Let's just go ahead and say Duwana. We'll call him Duwana. that. We'll figure out how to say his name. Apologies if we're both. It, yeah. But between them, they played the majority of the minutes at the five. They they split the minutes. Um, when you look at how Keats was running the rotation, Jericho, I think he basically played almost the whole game until he fouled out. He yeah. fouled out in the last two minutes, in the yeah, last yeah. minute. So he played thirty six. Uh, Seabrun played sixty or <laughs> played thirty six. Cam Hayes played thirty one. None of these are shockers. I'm a little surprised Terquavion only played 16. I like to see. I mean, he didn't score. He did not. He was struggling. He struggled, but he. he do you have his field goal? I know he had zero points, but do you have how many shots? Yeah, he, took? he only took five shots. And and here's the thing, for a young player like him, I kind of respect that. He had three turnovers. He only took five shots. Maybe I don't. I don't know because I'm not him. But maybe he knew he wasn't on. Yeah. And maybe that, or or maybe he just didn't get the ball enough because you look at someone like Jericho Helms. Who took eleven shots? Cam Hayes took sixteen. Sebron took eleven. So right there, that's almost forty of our fifty-six shots as a team. The next most shots is Casey Morcel and then Baby T. So he's not. I don't think he's probably getting the usage that he's used to, especially in high school, obviously. Um, but I I don't know what that looks like with him playing sixty minutes and taking five shots, yeah. scoring zero. That could be really wild. Like that could be him being mature. I think states. Two things about State that I saw that I think that they can build on. I think their best offense is not in a half-court set. Because once you get in the half-court set without a big like Manny Bates, it's not going to go well for you. Um, so I, I think we'll see a lot of – he does it a lot anyways, but I think we'll see Kevin Keats uh, pressing a lot more. Yeah. And doing that, um, trying to get his team forced turnovers and points off turnovers just in transition. Um, and then another thing I saw at a state that I think a lot of state fans should be excited about is C-Ron. Darion, Darion C-Ron, right? Yeah, DB C-Ron. Yeah. 
he he had 21 and 10 versus Colgate, 20, 24 and 9 versus uh, Central Connecticut, and then 19 and 10 versus Oklahoma State. In yeah, he's, he's great. He had a double double against Ohio State. He had Oklahoma State, excuse me. He had 10 rebounds and 19 points. I mean, he's a great player. Um, he showed himself late last year, yeah. and I, I knew that already. I, I knew him back in my sophomore year as technically his freshman year after red shirts and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a great player. He's got a great mentality, great attitude. He's super athletic. I like. I think we'll develop. I don't know if our bigs will be able to ha- handle uh, Ben Carroll, um, but I'm really excited to see the upside for Casey Marcel. Um, I think he brings a lot to the table. He plays some phenomenal defense on the ball. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see him play against some of the better guards in the ACC. Yeah. And he's used to playing against them because he played at UVA last year. Yep. So he's not too new to this. Um, DeQuavion Smith has got to figure out how to play defense, and he will. Um, Thomas Allen played 12 minutes. So Thomas Allen got some more time than he's seen really all season. Where... Where was Breon pass? So he just Breon didn't play it. I yeah. I don't know why. Okay, I didn't know if there was something. I think he may have had some sort of injury, like a. I have no idea what. Okay. I don't want to say because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I think I saw. I did see that somewhere. Okay. Um, I was just I saw him on the bench and I was like. Me eh, personally, I do. I, I like Breon. He's great. Yeah. But I, I, and I don't know because I'm not Coach Keats, but I like Thomas Allen a lot. I do too. And Thomas Allen only took one shot. It was a three pointer. Thomas Allen needs to get to the rim. Yeah. And I think that'll be I think I think State's starting to figure out their offense. I think obviously. Obviously it hurts with no Manny Bates. But the past couple seasons, for me at least, watching State basketball, it's been painful. Yeah. Because watching their offense is really painful. It is. But already this year, I think Cam Hayes is kind of making it his own a little bit. He's not just taking he, a high screen and roll. He got I feel like he got them back in the game in the later part of that game. Yes. Because they were down like they were down with, at least 10. Yeah, I think it was like 13 with three or four minutes left. And I was like, I was watching it with a couple of guys. Right. And they were all like, oh, it's over. And I was like, ah, I got a little bit of a feeling that State has a push in them. I didn't know it was going to get to a two-point game. Yeah, and, and when it got to a two-point game with, I think, probably 36 seconds yeah. left, Jericho Helms fouled. Yeah. I don't think he was intentionally fouling. Yeah. I think the ref blew it. And, and that's something that I hate to see in basketball. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that is just – Unfortunate about the game because refs in the last minute, the losing team, they just I think they just assume everyone's trying to foul. Yeah, I think they did. And I don't think that's the case. Like, refs, like they're we're trying to trap. Yeah. And we're trying to get a back tip. So when when a player gets by you, you're trying to tip the ball, but that doesn't mean you're fouling. Like you, I don't even think he really touched him. That's not foul, and that's a huge difference because the two point game, they make two free throws. Yeah. If you try and hold, if you try and hold them there, yeah, they might hit a two. And you might have less time, but you might get a stop. You might get a steal. And I don't know. I just don't think he's trying to foul intentionally. If he was, I'm wrong. Yeah. Um. Um. All right. Let's 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 get out of the triangle. Yeah. I where mean, you want to go on to? I want to talk about something that's sort of surprising to me, but not surprising at the same time. And I think that's Virginia. Okay. Um. Lost first game to Navy. Right. I mean, that, everybody was shocked about How that. How do they play Monday? It was at Houston. Right. They lost by 20. Wow. Yeah. And they had said, I went back and read a little bit of Tony Bennett's press conference. Do you have stats in front of you? Uh, let me let me talk about what Tony Bennett said. He talked about um, their turnovers. They're turning the ball over too much is what he said. And so I went and looked at that, and they had 17 turnovers. And only one guy got double figures. 
Yeah, that's not that's not winning basketball, of, no. especially against a ranked top fifteen team like Houston. Right, final four team, and Jaden Gardner, uh, four points, two rebounds, and like we talked about last week, UVA has to find a scorer. Yeah, and that's not going to be it. So they start the season one and three. Yes, um, it's that's is it one and three or one and two? They're one and three. Um, the. Yeah, they they need to find a score and they need to find it fast. And if they don't find it fast, then it may be a pretty long season for Tony Bennett. Yeah, definitely. Um, it. I think you're looking at the Google thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I think I'm, it's one and two. I feel like it's one and two yeah. too. I'm trying to get down to the business. Um, yeah, I mean that's surprising. They need a score. We know that. Um, and their defense has not been. No. Normal. Sixty-seven. They've they've allowed over sixty-five in both their losses. Which is which is why they lose. Yeah, I've always I've always I've always had this mentality about Virginia, and this people ask me how I feel about Virginia basketball, and Will knows this. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. I have a saying that Virginia basketball makes me want to pull out my pillow and go to sleep. Right. Because it's just like they're not scoring the ball, and they're trying to. They take almost thirty seconds out of the shot clock every possession, and <laughs> they try they defend the crap out of you, and it's like. At one point, at what point are you gonna like just suck it up and say, "All right, we need to score some points"? Because if you get down by ten with that type of like mentality on defense and on offense, you it's almost like being down twenty in a regular game. Would you say so? Yeah, um, yeah. I, they don't really play anybody. I'm looking ahead. They really don't have a hard non-conference schedule after Houston. No, they sh- like they shouldn't lose. Like Iowa's a tough game. But they should not lose another game. Um, like if you're just looking at it by just team, by brand of team. Yeah. Um, I they, was gonna shoot lights out probably against them, but yeah. The, and they, they've got a game tomorrow night against uh, Charleston Southern. C O P P. Coppin. Coppin State. Coppin State. <laughs> you can't lose that game. Yeah. Um, but they. Uh, they need to go into conference hey, but play. I'll say this for them. They're tied for first in ACC. They are tied. For, everybody's tied for first. Do we play the first conference game? And that's what I was about to say. They need to go into conference play above five. Tickets at John Paul Jones Arena. Shout out John Paul Jones of The Bachelor. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, okay. Well, the, the ladies out there. Yeah, you, your girlfriend will know what I'm talking about. All right. Shout out, Macy. Yeah. Um, tickets for this game tomorrow night, if you really want to go see the, the Who's play, $3. Wow. $3 to go see... Coppin State Eagles against the Virginia Cavaliers. Three dollars. Can't say much. I mean, I, pay, I think I, I paid six dollars at Dean Dolan. Road trip. Let's go. Three dollars for a basketball yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, we can't road trip tomorrow night. Got big night of high school football. Tomorrow's a huge night. Whoa. Go ahead and shout out all your high school people. No, nah, we can people. wait till the end to plug that. Okay. 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 Well, we gotta stay, stay focused till, on the pod. Stay till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're about twenty-three minutes. Who else? Let's talk about one more team. I the, only, the team I want to talk about is Boston College. Okay. Who are you? Is that who you're thinking? Mm, I don't really have much on Boston College, but I'll listen to you. Okay. Uh, do Boston College, and I got one more. All right. My only thing for Boston College is some of the ACC network or check that CBS sports announcers like Boston College. That's all I got on them. Um, but Boston College is three and one, um, but they're in great company with NC State at three and one. Go Pack. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, cool for Boston College to have three wins to start the season. Um, I was hating on them early, and I'm not on their team at all. I'm not on their. I can't jump on it yet. 
They're a football school. Um, but and they they got a good coach. They got a new coach, and good for them. So we'll see how far that goes for this year. What did you got? Were you going to talk about Syracuse and or Virginia Tech? I was going to talk about neither of those two. I was going to talk about State. Florida State. Yeah, you were. Florida State losing to Florida by 16 points. Before you get into that, look, Virginia Tech and Syracuse just haven't seen them really play against much. Yeah. So not that we don't think highly of them. They just haven't done much. But, yes, Florida State. Florida State. I just don't know what happened to them after the first game. We really liked their defense, and I think they listened. I think I think I think they got a little cocky. I think old Leonard might have listened to the pod. I think so. And he was like, "Yeah, them boys down in the dungeon in Raleigh are loving the defense." And yeah, let's just take it easy, and then pop. Yeah, I I had no clue what happened to the team that played in the first. Florida's game. not going to finish in the top three of the SEC. No, that's what I'm saying. And they only let's just let's. Pretty sure they got out rebounded, which there's no excuse for you to get out rebounded when you have, when you have four, four seven, seven footers. footers. And then um, they shot 53% from the free throw line. And it's like, oh, I did see that. They didn't shoot good from the free throw line. Where Where is this team that beat Pennsylvania? Not that it's not that Penn's great, but put up 105 points in a college basketball game. Where is that at? <laughs> no idea. What'd you, you text me after that game and you said guards. Like something about guard play, Caleb Mills didn't play well. Well, I mean, it's what I was saying on the podcast. I think two weeks ago is when they had Scotty Barnes. They had a forward, so they had size Leonard Hamilton size. But Scotty Barnes is a point forward. Yeah, he is. Um, and he's not a point forward as in Cade Cunningham, but he's a, he he was he was their point forward last year. He played almost like Ben Simmons with a jump shot. Yeah. Um, man, that'd be this a is the this is their but they don't they don't have. They don't have guard play. Yeah, this is their starting five. These are the points that they had. Uh, Anthony Polite, two. Uh, Caleb Mills, two. Yeah, Caleb Mills is their second leading scorer right now with 9.7 per game. Raquan, but still. Is it Raekwon Evans or Rashawn Evans? It says R. Evans. Raekwon. Raekwon Evans, six. Wilkes, five. And then the guy in double figures with 18. The guy but, in double figures. I think that's his name is Malik Osborne or whatever. But... Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta get guys in double figures if you want to win games. So they play and at Purdue at the end of the month. I think Purdue's just making their rounds around the ACC. Purdue right? plays a lot of ACC teams. Yeah, they just want to join us. Um, well, they're welcome to because right now the ACC is not looking hot, and yeah. we can just—I mean, we could say that we talk about that for a second. Look, yes, Florida State needs to find a score. They need to find guard play. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Uh, ACC needs to find a top dog, and it's probably gonna be Duke. But like. The ACC is known for having the most ranked teams. And last year was the first year in a while where the Big 12 was really, really deep. Yeah. And the ACC, was it last year where they had the least amount of teams in the tournament? In the tournament? Uh, they only had like six or something. I remember the Big 10 being good last year. The Big 12 was the great. the Big 12 being good last year. Pac-12 was okay. I think it was a down year for the SEC and the ACC. Yeah. yeah. We definitely didn't have our usual. No. But like you said, it usually doesn't matter your ranking in the ACC or like where you stand in the ACC because usually they get ten teams in the tournament, nine or ten teams. Right. And I don't see. I don't, I just don't looking know. at first I don't know two what's weeks, it's like I barely see f- six teams that. Can yeah, make you it can't. To the tournament. Re- you can't really make a strong argument for more than six. And Carolina, Duke, Florida State. Yeah, I would say Carolina, Duke, Syracuse, Florida State, um, Syracuse, we'll see Virginia about Notre Tech. Dame. Maybe Notre Dame. They haven't played anybody. We'll but, see about and, Virginia and then, Tech. And then it gets like, all right, it's like state, no. UVA, Virginia, no. 
Boston College? No. Florida State? Georgia Tech? No. Miami? No. Did we say Florida State in the six? Yeah, I, I said okay. Florida State in the six. Yeah. I, they'll pull it together. They'll, yeah, they will. And then Clemson's 4-0, so. But, but Clemson had a great year. Was it last year or two years ago when they had that hot start, and then they just they just stalled the, out? The ACC, I feel like if we want to get our normal nine or ten teams in, a bunch of teams are going to have to start pulling it together. And Georgia Tech's still undefeated, or they lose their season over? It doesn't matter. Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech's 2-1. They one. need someone aside from Michael DeVoe to start playing, and Jordan Usher is starting to do that, but it needs to be consistent. You're one getting – Jordan Usher, your one game of 14 points and 11 rebounds. Michael DeVoe's putting together double-digit points every night. Like, we need someone to help oh, yeah. out yeah. DeVoe or else your season is almost over in the first three weeks. Right. <laughs> um, all right, so, Creston, looking forward. What do we have to look for in the next week and a half? I know we got some big ones this weekend. Yes. A lot of – we're in the what ESPN calls the Feast Week. ESPN um, Feast Week. ESPN Feast Week. Shout out Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this. Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know what that'll look like next week. We probably won't have an episode. I I don't, yeah. That's not probably going to happen. We'll just highlight. So I got all all of Carolina State and Duke's games for our triangle listeners, and then we'll just highlight a little bit of notable games outside of the triangle. Um, Carolina's got Purdue. That's a big one. Purdue's about to go through a ringer. That whole tournament is going to be wild with Villanova, Tennessee, Carolina, Purdue. Huge. Um, but yeah, Carolina has Purdue on Saturday, and then they have the winner or loser, whatever. They're going to play either Villanova or Tennessee. Right. And those and are either all way, four ranked teams. Two great games. I mean, if you lose to yeah. Purdue, that's all right. If you beat them, great. Yeah. And, it, and we'll see. Yep. Put our bigs to the <laughs> Hubert test. Davis' first big test. First ranked opponent. First ranked opponent. Pretty good one. Yeah. Neutral uh, side. Then they have UNC Asheville next Tuesday. Uh, Texas yeah. Southern this Sunday for do I mean for state, and then Louisiana Tech next on the Saturday. Should be should be two wins, but um, should be. But they got they're gonna have to rebound and play. We'll see. Get some turnovers, transition offense. Play some full court D. Duke's got Lafayette double, W, Citadel Win. W. And then they got Gonzaga on f- Black Friday. Sheesh. Yeah. Ben Caro, Chet Holmgren. That's gonna be probably the biggest matchup. Storyline, biggest matchup in the non-conference season. Yep, excited to watch. I'm that. Excited. Yep. All right, so let's get out of the triangle. Actually, we won't be able to watch that. Yeah, Black Friday. No, we'll be at a football game. Big game, Black Friday. Yeah. Are you going? I'm going. I'm gonna sit in the Carolina section. You're so lame, bro. And get a student ticket and go sit in the Carolina section with my family. Shout out my family. Love y'all. Can I get your student ticket if I don't get one? You might I'll have give you my wristband. We'll work it out. Wait, what? <laughs> You'll have to cut all that out. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and let's get outside of the triangle. Uh, Georgia Tech is playing Georgia. A little in-state rivalry. Yeah, whatever they Friday. want to say. Uh, it's not football. Clemson is playing in the Charleston Classic. They actually played their first game today. Yesterday. Today. Yesterday. Thursday. If you're listening. Depends on when you're listening to this. They played earlier today. Yeah, they literally just played. Oh like yes, duh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ole Miss, a little couple of teams that are in there. Hey, right Ole there. Miss. Ole Miss. Shout Hottie out, Hottie. shout out, Eric Vanderheiden from Millbrook yes, High School. Eric Vanderheiden. Stud. Um, Who do they? Cool. Anyways, St. Bonaventure's number twenty-two ranked team in the country. Marquette and West Virginia. Marquette man, D Wade also in there. Yep, D Wade. 
Uh, Dawson Garcia from Carolina came from Marquette. Scrub. Side note. Uh, Syracuse versus Colgate. I wrote this down because Colgate just gave State a little run for their money. So maybe Colgate, man. Great brand. Brush your teeth. Yes. Yes. Uh, Georgia, Virginia playing in the Legends Classic Monday, November 22nd. Uh, Notre Dame is playing in the Maui Invitational. That's Maui. always a fun tournament to watch. Um, always the best. In there with Houston, ranked 15 in the country. Oregon, Wisconsin, and Texas A&M. Syracuse. That's kind of down from normal. Yeah. It's usually, usually a little bit more stacked. Yeah. Those are the best teams of the storyline I could find. So Yeah. Um, Syracuse playing in the Battle for Atlantis with Auburn. Who's I can't watch I can't watch Battle for Atlantis. The lighting is so yeah, bad. Yeah, the lighting is a little awkward in that. It's horrible. They play it in the ballroom of like. I know. And that. they have the blue lights. Yeah. I can't watch it. And yeah, that whole tournament throws me off. We uh, had we did not play well in there a couple years ago. Yeah, here we go. Oh, we they lost, lost to Butler. Butler. Dad. Yeah, they did. They lost to Battle Atlantis. Uh, they lost to Butler in to the Butler Battle for Atlantis. On Bod. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, and they were ranked number five in the no. country. Uh, all right, Battle for Atlantis. Some good teams in there, actually. Baylor's Was in that there. Marcus Page then? Yes. Yeah, in 2015 it had to be. 2014-15. Against Ty Jones? Then the Jones? next year, 15-16, yeah. was Marcus Page and Joel Berry. And then we won a ring. Yep. Um... <laughs> Good teams in the Battle for Atlantis: Auburn, Baylor, UConn, Loyola Chicago. Who final four team? Yep, final four team. We love them. Uh, Virginia Tech playing Memphis. Penny Hardaway. That'll, I just saw that was a good game on Wednesday. Memphis is always fun. And then I wrote Louisville, Mississippi State because Mississippi State has Garrison Shaq Brooks, Moore. Shaquille Moore. Couple Mississippi of State has Garrison Brooks. Garrison Brooks transferred to Mississippi State. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. It's a traitor. I don't know. We love Garrison Brooks. He gave us good, good experience. He no, why did he leave? Yeah, it was probably. He's a stud. His bro. family's from that area. Who I'm cares, sure. man? Traitor. Miami. Last thing. Miami's in the ESPN Invitational. A couple other notable teams in there is Alabama and Kansas. Roll if time. they have to play Kansas, it would be ugly. Rock Miami chalk. KU, Jayhawk. Rock chalk Jayhawk KU. Uh, All right, that's about it. Yep. Anything else? No, who's your shout out for the week? Shout out my brother, Ricky. He told me I better give him a shout out. Your head is bald. Bald, bald head. Bald head. Uh, shout out to uh, Sass and CJ Sasser down in Wilmington, North Carolina. Hoggard has a big playoff game tomorrow night. Um, and as well as the Millbrook Wildcats. Shout out to all you high school football players playing tomorrow in the third round of the state playoffs. Um, good luck. Unless you're playing against Millbrook, then bad luck. And yeah, that's about it, right? Yeah. A uh, couple of things. Follow us on social media. Oh, plug. Yeah. Twitter is. Probably should have plugged that at the beginning, but hey, we'll get better. ACC underscore courtside. Instagram courtside in the ACC. That was it. Yeah. Link will be in the description. Link in the description. There we go. Click link that. in bio. Click that link. Link in bio. All right. Well, that was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, as always, go Heels. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.